Hello and welcome to Inspire Podcast, where everything is inspirational. So today we have Flanda. She's a inspirational podcaster that I, I just found on Facebook and she like, took my breath away when I saw her post. So she's an inspirational coach and mentor, founder of Ethics Change Agency. So it's great to have you on. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. No worries. It's a pleasure. So what kind of purpose are you creating through your podcast? Well, um, that's an excellent question. Um, um, so the whole um, or, or the whole piece of work that I do um, with clients at Ethical, excuse me, <clears throat> Ethical Change Agency is basically to help people find their voice through podcasts. Uh, to give you an example, we've got uh, one client who is a, a psychologist uh, that's based in Los Angeles and um, gets down to the nitty gritty. Uh, it's called Get Real with Dr. Renee. And um, we talk about all kinds of things around psychology, addiction, recovery. So we're having the conversations that most people don't have bringing them out of the dark and into the light to make it easier for other people to talk about so uh, my podcast as well um, the uh, ethical evolution is all about stories of collective change um you know it's the little things that we do every day help make the world a better place and understanding that that starts with us so if we can be the change um we can actually um make things make the world change around us um so i talk to people all around the world as i said to you i've just uh, come off a call with someone in mexico and we were talking about empowering women um so we talk about different things all over the world and um we're making change as we go it's it's really exciting um and i do also spiritual coaching uh, with people and and help them find their purpose or, or find their voice as well um you know people uh, nowadays are so disconnected from themselves and um they're trying to find more meaning in life and and trying to nourish their soul and get a bit more out of life so they come and see me and uh, i help them out well that's just a great effort that you make these days oh my god it's like <laughs> i was just on the uh, on the call with a friend and then i was trying to make some goals because determination is to inspire anyone in front of me, which is kind of mm-hmm. big and like this character and like I have this old picture like inspiring people, but he's wanted me to small goals to reach that big one. And I want to be a teacher that fires curiosity in learners. I wrote one of the goals down. Take a job will teach me how to inspire people better. Your coach, like, can you give me like what it is like to be an a inspirational coach? Well, um, you know, it's it's unique to every person. Um, everybody's got a different story. Um, as you can appreciate, as as would you, Josh. Um, it's really about finding what sets them alive. Um, you know, and that can sometimes take some time if people have not really thought about, you know, what makes them happy and what brings them joy. Um, so you know, I get right down to the real nitty gritty of things and, and ask them, okay, well, you know, think of a time when you were so happy and so full of love and joy and they eventually find some little thing, even if it's like I was eating chocolate or whatever it might be. We actually, um, their purpose and we find little steps to their purpose. Um, and, you know, through the work that I do, there's kind of an underlying theme that I've found when people are looking for their purpose. And for many people, it's being of service. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, through what we do in our podcast, it's being of service to others to help inspire them to, to you know, have a better life. Um, so taking those little steps and finding the things that spark joy, I know I sound like Maria Kondo, um, <laughs> is, you know, is, is what we need in life. I think so many of us are just being dragged through life and going through the motions. We're not actually living it. We're just, we're doing it. Just like last week, I remember my, my parents and brother just telling me to get a job and just work nine to five, just earn money. 
and then mm. die like wherever. It's like, what are your thoughts about people that go through that state and like want to attain money rather than like a purpose? Yeah, and sometimes, you know, you got to live. That kind of helps. Um, so sometimes you you do need to do that. On the side, also find what, what brings you joy. So, you know, I was just um, talking to someone, like I said, from Mexico, and we were talking about um, ethics and, and what that means. And, you know, I, I realised that when we let our ego get in the way, that's when the ethics go out the window. So when we're actually going for the, the money or, you know, the fame or whatever it might be, is when we push aside the things that actually give us purpose and, and make us happy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, it's like working... Because we want to work, not because we are changed to. Uh, I remember Gary Vee just like saying that the mother, I mean, the the parents put pressure on us to live their life, expect of living another person's life. Like, what would you do if I came to you? Yeah, so um, again, we would look at their, their motivations for what they're doing and, and, and what you've hit right there is, you know, the conditioning that we have to, to live a life that our parents lived. Also listening to somebody else's story that's not ours. What we would do is, okay, well, where's that, where's that message coming from? Serving any value or any purpose. If it's, you know, soul destroying and it's not serving any purpose, we actually need to start to write our own story and look at, okay, well, what is it makes us happy? And what will actually happen if you don't follow the conditioning that most of the time the world's not going to end right <laughs> so you can write your own story you can turn that page and start your own chap um you just need to start that's probably the best advice i could give anyone is um and if you're not happy and you're doing a job just because your parents said you should making money does help it keeps us alive can also at the same time, find your passion and find what makes you happy and transition out of that into something that lights you up. Oh, I'm blown away by your answers. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like you repeat this every day. <laughs> I've done it a few times now. <laughs> <laughs> for me, for like example, like, uh, I'm like always conditioned to the brain and the, the gaslighting that my parents and like, family and brother does. And I'm just like the back sheep. I just wrote my journal just last night about being a black sheep and in the last words was I would have died into anything else. Like, that's that's a big motivation right there. But yeah, there's and that's another common theme as many people that I coach or even myself, um, we are the black sheep and it, we are the ones that are here to make the change and break the cycle. That's why we are the black sheep. Um, we're the ones that are here to, to make that change. So, um, you know, if it's making you so unhappy, um, you've got a choice. You got a choice in that. And whilst you might think you don't, you actually do. And the world won't end if you make your own choice and you take a different path. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. So um, yeah, what the what are your thoughts like going on in this? Like what are your thoughts about the old ways, the the factory and like all these old ways of um training people like dogs like to today's society? What are your thoughts about that? Uh yeah. for instance, the education and brought up in the same way. So this was uh was a factory person and then we had the the chairs in rows and the, the teacher would just discipline the students with with beatings and then now we just have rewards as replacements how has society changed for the better and has it really changed okay i get where you're going um i don't think anybody learns through punishment um to be honest with you um and whilst can be a great motivator um i think reward is a far greater one um it's just what is that reward and is it meaningful i mean you know nowadays we've gotten to a point where everybody gets rewarded just for showing up <laughs> i don't think is is that meaningful um i think um we have moved towards um a, a better plan in the way we educate and reward people um but yeah beating people like i i know when i was in primary school those were 
the days when the cane came out, if you acted up, that doesn't happen anymore, obviously, because that would be considered child abuse. Um, but um, we're rewarded for our behaviour, just like, you know, if you train a dog, it's exactly the same thing. They're going to, you know, repeat that behaviour more with more likelihood rather than if you punish them. It's a bit of a no-brainer to me. It's that Pavlovian response. If you, 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 you treat with kindness, you're going to get the results you want. Treating, why is society treating us as people like so poorly to be ourselves? Sorry, I missed that one. What was that? Why, why do you think society is like treating people like the younger generation or whatever age like so poorly? I'm not quite sure where you're going with that. When I, like when I, like you get to like my past and like experiences, I think that the younger generation or abstract and so violent towards them, they, they threaten every single thing they do. They have bullies that people are different. The parents that are still people just to follow the rules. So like, why are people have so much hate towards this thing? Yeah, I, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's a global kind of thing. There are certain people that generationally have an okay way to treat people um, and they don't know any better you know i guess a certain level of forgiveness needs to happen there but um in terms of things like discrimination and and racism and those areas i mean that's completely unacceptable we'll always say whatever you walk past you accept and if we don't speak up and be the change then it's going to continue you know in terms of treating younger people differently i'm not sure whether nowadays they are treated that poorly um i mean compared to when i grew up um i think they're doing pretty okay in comparison in terms of generational race racial or even discrimination um i think it has been quite considerably um in, in recent decades it's nowhere near as bad as it used to be so how do you like want to want society why has they changed it do you think it's really better i i well yeah there's definite change um in that there's now laws in place for these kind of things so um you know in terms of racial discrimination you know we've now have government mandated laws that are in place uh, around that um the same around any kind of discrimination um the government works really hard to stop that from happening i know particularly here in australia we do so we've come a long way in changing the way we accept how people are treated so i think there's been definite improvement particularly here in australia i can see like a lot of improvement and yeah Disability is not seen as abnormal, but um, things to help people onto the buses and trains. Mm, so yeah, you know, that. and we've we've become a more um, diverse and inclusive society. That's also been more mandated as well. So you know, if we're we're not able-bodied, or you know, we might be of a race or sexuality, um, we are somewhat more accepted than we used to be. So, like, would you like, say that people that always a trait to condition others are? People that have changed from the past. Yeah, I would. You know, I I know there's people in my life who generationally were brought up. They still quite openly voice their opinions um, around race and and sexuality and things like. That. And um, you know, I guess that that shows in some regard a level of ignorance on their behalf if they can't shift with society and and also learn that you know we're all the same regardless of how we look on the outside. We're all the same on the inside. Um, so you know, to be able to accept everyone equally, I think is the most important lesson we can learn. I was like listening back to one of my uh, lectures I had in the past. It's about Looking at people as human, no matter the status, like like prime minister or a celebrity, if we look at them as human beings, we would respect them as equally than having a hierarchy between people. In resolve to question, like, what are your thoughts about control? Like, people like to control people to and foster people in the same way she that coaching does. Speaking and talking about these discussions is more suitable to 
teach people maybe zero years old to adulthood again i'm not quite sure where you're going with that do you think that the most suitable way to teach people to become an ideal self to talk about the situation like the circumstances or just like responsibilities rather than yeah and i was just having this conversation yesterday um with someone who works um on emotional freedom and uh, one of the things that you know underpins all that is that one you must acknowledge uh what's happening and um address it you can't just sweep it under the rug so um you know if you do want to create change or you you do want to learn new things um or you know, change a belief or, a, you know, an addiction or whatever it might be is you actually have to, you have to face the mirror and you have to talk about that elephant in the room um, and understand what it is and why it's happening and address it and look at ways to, you know, maybe treat it differently in the future. And that's how true healing happens. Uh, and, you know, as we go through coaching with people, we ask them the ways and how they can acknowledge that and understand that better within themselves and then start to take those actions towards change. Yeah, I completely agree with like how people are able to create awareness over circumstances, like ways out, how we like ways to how we foster people, we create potential. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, we can't make anyone do anything. Um, They've got to want to do it. That's the other part of it is if anybody wants to, you know, grow and change, um, they have to want to and they have to actually take action. You know, the universe supports action results come from action so without people actually wanting to do it and actually participating in the process you know they're not going to have that potential for change thinking about people's abilities and society have like different sides of the mindset like either being empathy status or money you have like a lot of ignorance with each one so like which one do you see who should pursue with like a strong mindset towards boy i, I, I can't really tell people what their mindset mindset should be i guess you know it all comes back to their purpose and and what they want to achieve kindness mindset is probably the number one thing i'd want people to start with um and not just kindness to others but kindness to themselves um like like i always say it starts with us you know when we look at mindset um it's coming back again to those stories we tell ourselves um what's what's that voice that's happening in our head is it ours is it somebody else's is it something that somebody else has said to us over and over and over again and that we now believe is our own or is it us and is it a kind of a voice we'd like to change. I can't really tell someone <laughs> what their mindset should be, but um, it's something that takes work and practice. It's like any muscle. Um, it takes exercise and it takes practice. Yeah, I just like, remember my primary school days of creating this poster of Ian Thorpe. He's a swimmer. He was my ideal because I was a swimmer and I did like uh, a few races. It's about creating the ideal self. So I, I didn't know that at that time because I was just like doing work and like, oh, I like this guy. He's so cool. And I had this um uni assignment on the popular future of music presentation on inspiration and the teacher didn't understand the purpose but anyway i was like learning about this posey his uh didn't know him so much i only know him because of the popular songs he did but he has used such a well-meaning life other than like the bad side like his life is like so purposeful how is it so hard to create it's like it seems so invisible that having a good heart is um that's a big statement i mean yeah and i i guess 
how people, you know, manifest things in their life depends upon, you know, their history and how they've been treated and um, what experiences they've had in their life and what their education and upbringing has been. So there's a lot of conditioning that gets cemented into us, I guess, um, that can, I guess, make our purpose grow or it can thwart it. It's, but in saying that as well, we can overcome that and take control. It's our choice. So um, if we're looking to, you know, create a change and, and find our purpose in life, you know, it's it comes back to us. Look at how, what is it that we want to do? Um, what is what is the change we want to be? Within that, you'll find your purpose. I'm already seeing in you, Josh, I think that you want to inspire others to, to actually live a better life and actually think about how they live theirs. So you're already on your way. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> think about this and then the belief that people cultivate and pattern that we are able to learn uh, their own interests. Like, how can we really create inclusive environment by like such diverse beliefs that are always different? Like, we always gonna have like a yes no, so like the yes no just disperse negatively. So, how can we like create a positive? inclusive environment that's an excellent question um and it, it sort of goes goes back to what i said previously in that it's it's the lens that we look at others with um so you know if we see people as different from us that's where the issues begin whilst on the outside they might be different and they might have different abilities and skills and lifestyle and all of those kind of things when we get down to the basics of it we're all human um and if we can just treat everyone as human the inclusion you know diversity is automatically included when we see each other as the human being um i think that's where it all starts um it's when we start to segregate ourselves i think is when we start to have issues when we see each other as different we treat each other as different i think we can change people's lives by just seeing them as a human starting there and treating them with the kindness that they deserve yeah like just with the like people in those environments create a lot of judgment and this Judgment is like really negative and in so much on other people's lives that they need to win. So like, mm. do we feel it's, it's okay to lose in some circumstance? Do we really need to do create an impact or see our words out? Is that important? Oh, look, you know, one of one of my key missions in life is to create an impact, and I think think I'm doing that globally. Um, every every conversation at a time. Um, I think we all need to have a voice, and we all need to speak out, and we all need to make an impact. But other people might not believe that. That's when we come back to that that all encompassing question. Um, what are we here for? If we can really take a look at ourselves as to why we're here, I know for me, I'm here to make an impact, and I'm I'm guessing you're kind of the same, Josh. Yeah, that's like. Thinking about like arguments with other people and like, how people always talk like, in dramas, in conversations in real life, there's always a need to be right or need to be mm -hmm. wrong. So like, can we both be right and wrong or just right, right? Is there a way to this? Oh, and, you know, we've seen a lot of debate recently on, you know, things as simple as the vaccine uh, for COVID. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we've been failing to do is to accept each other's differences um, and to accept that not everyone's right and not everyone's wrong. Um, and when we have to be right, um, even when we're technically not, um, that's our ego talking. Um, our ego can really get in the way when it comes to being right or wrong. Um, and even thinking that there, there technically is a right or wrong and that you have to be right, that that's just pure ego. And when people do that, they're never going to win. Um, not, not, not in their heart. 
So what would you like, like the outcome, like how, um, how should people's perspective become? Well, everybody's entitled to their own perspective. Absolutely. Um, but I think that people need to be, you know, accepted for their perspective as well and not taken down for it just because our opinion might be different. Um, like you might believe one thing about something and I might, you know, believe the complete opposite, but it doesn't mean that I should hate you or, you know, take you down because you, you, you don't think the same as me. I mean, we're all unique human beings. We're all going to have a different perspective. We're all going to have a different point of view. That's, that's just life. And if we can accept that and accept people for our differences, wow, I think we could stop some wars. <laughs> yeah, that's very much true. Thinking about the struggles like people have, I think like, it's so related that we go into a life and like, just like a calf from a cow is like dropped down onto the ground and then after half an hour, like they can stand by themselves. Like how, what is the point of having these struggles in life? That's an excellent question. Um, you know, all struggles and, and um, all the bad things that happen in the world are all necessary. Can you believe that? They are all necessary. They're all here for a reason and they're all here um, for bad or good. Um, so the balance in life is that, you know, n- not everything will be good. Not everything will be bad. And I liken it to, you know, like say you break your leg, Josh, and you you put your leg in a cast where the break was ends up being stronger in the bone than anywhere else. So when we have a wound, that's where we are the strongest. That's how we grow. So we require to go down before we can go back up again. I think of it like a trampoline. Um, There's no up without the down. So all of this is necessary and all of this is about the balance of life. Um, So really uh, it is necessary. These struggles are necessary and, you know, um, it helps us to see the other side of life and to grow and to get past those struggles and, and learn from them. Yeah, that's such such good examples. Yeah, I think you mentioned a, a bit about your struggles with depression and anxiety. Could you share about that too? Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm I'm not young anymore, Josh, like yourself. Um. <laughs> and um, you know, when I was younger, uh, I went through quite a few struggles that you know I'm glad to have grown through now. Um, with gratitude and some of those things, you know, included um abuse, um, bankruptcy, um, and a whole bunch of other things. Um, I also came out as gay in my early twenties. Um, and um. Yeah, I was treated poorly through a lot of that. And, um, you know, I at one point was in severe depression um, and to the point of being medicated. Um, But I just kept going. I think if I was to give anybody any advice, if they're suffering through depression or mental illness at the moment, is just keep going. It does get better. Um, Just because you're having a down day, it doesn't mean you're having a down life. Um, you can get through this, um, you can grow and you can heal. Um, so the number one thing is just to keep going and, you know, just like the, the movie Nemo, just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's like, think about, um, my personal struggles and it's like that really like understanding that low and then it just it keeps going low and then like that reflection, like. You cultivate such empathy towards those in, those 
similar experiences and then when I really understand the the backstory and then why these things happen, there's like my mind questions everything. It was like such an importance into my life as a person towards the external life to have more purpose rather than be a critic to everything. It's like, what are your thoughts about people that judge and criticize everything? Yeah, I think again, a lot of that comes back to ego. Um, but to be able to let go of judgment is probably one of the bravest and strongest things you can do. Um, and again, it comes back to that, you know, I think that's where a lot of that things around racism and discrimination come from is judgment. It is judgment. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've learned and it's taken a lot of practice not to judge others um, because who, who are we to judge others? We don't know them most of the time. Um, and if we do, we shouldn't be judging them. Um I mean, it's it's probably one of the meanest things we can do. And when we start to to criticise and judge ourselves, that's even worse. Um, but, yeah, if you can just let go of judgement, um, that tension and that stress that you hang on to when you criticise everything is completely gone. That's the best thing you can let go of is judgement. You sound like you're done already. Like, how did you do it? <laughs> it takes a lot of practice. And, again, it's listening to that story that you tell yourself and, and that voice that's happening inside your head when you're judging others and criticising them. You're like, what are you doing? You stop yourself and you ask yourself, what are you doing? And when you hear yourself and you're like, well, who the hell are you to even be judging anyone? And no doubt they're probably judging you too, but you know what? That's none of your business. You really, There's no value in judging anyone else. There really is no value to it. Um, and to devote energy to it is just a complete waste of time. Yeah, just like Kevin Hart saying that, Negativity is a waste of time. Uh, positivity is a driving factor. So uh, what is like your mindset now that like, when you experience someone like throwing a tantrum or like someone is like doing about their life like, and you just like see them? How do I handle it? Where's your mindset at the moment? Where's it going through that? What's going through my brain at the moment? Oh, a million things at once. I mean, you know, for me, I guess you wanted to know, I consider my mindset a growth mindset. But in, in the way of oh, I'm growing me, it's not about a business, it's not about money, it's not about possessions, it's not about ego, it's about being a better me. So my mindset is focused on being the best I can be so that I can then support others um, because without being able to do that, I'm no good to anyone or anything. So for me, it's about that self-improvement um, and then that then has a flow-on effect. So when we heal ourselves, we can help heal others. Yeah, what is your, what is your like past experience of like that mindset? What was it like, like how did you change it? And, you know, it, it takes a lot of work. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, like any kind of exercise and growth and change, um, it, it takes practice. Um, so again, um, I've done a lot of reading. I've done a lot of education, you know, just slowing down, listening to what's going on and, and sensing how my body reacts to that um, and deciding um, to make different choices and reacting in different ways. I've also done a lot of um, healing um, and different healing modalities um, to try and clear a lot of blocks that I had around different things. Um, I'm not the same person I was about three years ago. So um, I used to be quite angry and quite, you know, um, scary back then. <laughs> and now um, 
I actually was talking to someone yesterday um, and they've done a lot of work with the big self-improvement gurus around the world and they pretty much told me I was one of the most zen people they'd ever met. <laughs> wow, that's a big accomplishment. Uh, yeah, my mindset used to be really doubtful and really question, put me down, but has become a sense of curiosity about how I can improve in my life, just like you have said. And then now that when like, things happen around me, like my mind is like completely blank and then I question it after like really focus on that question and then like how like what is that purpose like do I need to put energy in that like what is it like, completely useless and I was like that is the past now I can like focus on the present that's that's a, a very important one as well as to focus on the present so many of us get stuck in the past or worrying about the future and we lose present moment in doing that the more you can stay in the now the better off you'll be yeah <laughs> tell me uh, your your experiences like your struggles you had, how they really change your perspective in life? Um, I guess, you know, some people could be angry, be upset, be uh, jaded with the world uh, if they'd been through as much as I have um, and um, wonder how you could still be here and, and actually have a smile on your face. Um, but, yeah, it's taken a lot of work. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that we don't appreciate sometimes is that growth and healing takes time. You just have to keep going. Like I keep saying, you've got to keep going and you've got to keep, you know, going that next step up the ladder. You've just got to keep trying um, because if you just sit there and are stagnant, that's where you're going to stay. So you've just got to keep striving and, and yeah, you will see growth. You will see change. You've just got to be patient and kind to yourself and have some compassion and um, you'll definitely see that growth and change in mindset and, and in your life. Thank you for so much for answering. What is it? You say you, you read a lot of books. Like, I'm not sure if you like watch things. Like, what is your, what do you want your environment to be like? Like an ideal, like an ideal environment? What are you cultivating now that you want to become? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I guess for me, it's really around spreading the message, helping others to to spread global change. I think so many of us, we've become unconscious of what's really happening around us. So it's really that waking up and understanding there's more life and, and that can be conscious humans that can actually make incredible change in this world. I mean, um, if we really want to, we can we can make the world a better place. And if we did it together, imagine the change we could create. So really my mission is to spread that change and through one person at a time that I talk to, that's that's really what it's about. But, you know, the beauty of podcasts is that I get to do it with more people. Um, the more people that listen, the more people that, you know, if I can just break through to one person and they share that, part of my job is done. You feel so, I feel so, like so fulfilled when you, like, you see those things. I also feel really fulfilled in my life, even though I'm a second year uni student like i'm doing what i want to do and amazing mindset that is so needle thin that i can like break through anything so like, how do you feel like when you really made the person you are become fulfilling and have that feeling how do i feel um well yeah I, I, again i feel fulfilled as well um I, i'm living my purpose i'm living what i came here for um and i'm also loving it while i do it so if i can help people and be of service and and help them make change and and see the difference in them yeah i'm getting that fulfillment and i'm enjoying it too uh what what are your thoughts about addiction like is it because of being a purpose or is it just a distraction? Mm, that's a big one. That's a big one. Um, addiction, addiction can be seen two ways. It can be either as a coping mechanism or it can be, you know, because um, of another 
underlying diagnosis. Addiction rarely ever happens on its own. If it does, it's because of a cause of something else. Um, so really, um, you know, I've done a lot of work with people previously and myself um, in trying to change habits um, and the basics that I start with. And, you know, there's no cure for addiction. This is the thing that a lot of people think is, oh, I'm cured. My addiction's gone. Addiction is never cured. It's manageable. That's the difference. Um, it's managing. And so um, largely a lot of um, chronic addiction stems from a mental illness of some sort um, or some incident that's occurred in their life. Um, or, um, and through those, they, they use it as a coping mechanism. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big, big question <laughs> and it's a big one to tackle. That's a whole other podcast in itself. The inspiration that the spirit we create has this flaw in having addiction, like our daily habits create our spirit and like our all that we bring out to the world. So how can we create like the positive habits that the ideal self? Yeah, and again, it's coming back to having a choice. Um, we we can choose to have an addiction and we can choose to make a change. You know, simple hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month. Um, and that's how that change happens. Like you were saying with your goals is, you know, you're going to set all these little goals, um, you know, to do what you want to do. And it's the same with someone who's, you know, either in lockdown or in addiction or whatever it might be. It's setting goals for that hour, uh, that day, whatever it might be. Um, and it's it's working through that. What advice would you give that person that's having some sort of addiction? Or like, would you like really want to change it? It's up to the person to change it themselves. It's not not anybody else. Um, so the person's actually got to be engaged in wanting to make a change. When they're at that stage, I'd highly recommend they seek professional help um, from someone who actually knows what they're doing um, because um, that's the safest thing for them to do uh, to help them on their healing journey. That's so true. Okay, just talking about this, like, there's a lot of background about history, um, the culture of slavery and like, rape and breeding people out. So like, what, what are your thoughts about it can really change, like it's still happening now, there's still like rape, people are treated poorly and like people feel so used to their work because the vision of being there and what the passion is lost because of the workload. Yeah, um, I think that goes back to what I said before around how people are treated and I actually don't want to answer that one. So that's all the questions I have actually. So like, where can I find you? Uh, so if people want to get in touch and find out more, you can find me at Ethical Change Agency. I can't wait to check you out. Yeah, Thank you so much for joining my podcast.